0: Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 372. We're recording a little bit ahead of time. So as of when you're listening to this, we'll be in Pinehurst. That's cool. Finally traveling again.
1: I know. How great. I know. We've been excited. We've been pushing this trip three three times. This is our fourth attempt. Yeah. And by the time you guys listen to this, we are there.
0: That's why I'm almost hesitant to say it. Uh, in it, like we're talking to you guys from the past at this point. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitant to say like we're going because we had to postpone it so many times because of COVID. But we've got the details worked out. We're gonna be down there, and also just back to playing golf. I mean, just the you know the here it's being warmer, and we've got a couple rounds under our belt already. And I also like it because it gives us more that we can dive into here on the podcast, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and if you're a new listener, just first welcome to the show but secondly we are not you know professional golfers we're not instructors we're guys who are out there you know struggling like so many of you to get better and enjoy the game more and more um and a part of that is really getting out and playing and it is always difficult the beginning of the season for us here in these uh colder climates where you have to knock off the rust of of i, I was I, when we were playing i was speaking to some of the guys we were playing with and i'm like you know it's hard to believe but haven't set foot on a golf course in uh it was Three and a half months Right And you know, we, tr- we try to stay loose In the simulator and, and we do the lessons And things like that But nothing beats being out there and the experience of being out there and playing
1: yeah i mean we saw it when we just uh we knocked off the rust that during that cascades round which uh that video is out check it out we had a we had some fun we did we played stealing clubs yeah. um but we quickly quickly saw some of the rust and then uh not too long after we hit Owen from the tips we always like to punish ourselves I we, do. we do we do because it was windy that day too so the tips were like the uber tips yep and um But yeah, it's good to feel, you know, we we played recently at Suburban. Some of the things start to click. Your driving has been incredible. The other day, you were driving the ball like an animal. How many fairways did you hit at Suburban? I want to tell
0: you that in a second because uh, I actually, it's one of my best ever fairways and regulation. Um, But, you know, when we talk about that, that rust, one big area that it happens is that short game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and and, uh, so much of this is feel. So today in our instructional segment, we're going to talk about chipping trajectory because Chipping as itself as an art is tough to master. But as you start to realize that different, you know, no golf course is the same. The reason why golf is so difficult is you're presented with so many different situations, and the best golfers are able to adapt. So there are going to be situations where you need to vary that trajectory. Now, we talk about trajectory, you know, when we're taking full swings, but it's, it's so important as well in these shorter chips. But the reason we say that is because really it does come down to the experience of being out there and, and putting it into action and nothing really beats experience and this is why so many times i've played with with guys who are, who are older guys and they may not hit the ball as far but they beat me up around the greens yeah. because they've got so many years of experience and they just have that feel
1: yeah and that was one of the things that went out the window remember how many times did we say it we just don't have the feel yet we don't yeah. have the feel back
0: those first couple of rounds are just always going to be difficult for feel they
1: are and and trajectory on your chip shots it is important and i'm excited we're talking about this because this could be the difference in more up and downs around the
0: green 100% you know 100% so before we dive into that of course we want to talk about this week's uh, we want to talk about this week's Twitter tap and first we want to thank our sponsors and this episode is sponsored by Titleist guys the new TSI driver it offers players two distinct ways to take advantage of their most advanced metals lineups ever uh, you can really find the one that's fit for you we always encourage getting out there getting fit but you've got the TSI two, the TSI three so mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm play the TSI two a little bit more forgiving across the face the tsi3 a little bit more adjustable in the weighting system mm. but it does like i said it doesn't really mean one is necessarily right for for one golfer you really got to get out there and experience them but the reason i wanted to say this mike is because i am absolutely loving this driver and going back to what you said i in our most recent round, rounds our second round out i hit 60 percent of my fairways and regulation yeah that just for a guy who's a 12 handicap, that just doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to, but it just, I can't tell you enough, the confidence that I have in that TSI driver.
1: You look confident, man,
0: you know, and I'm just able to, I'm finding more fairways. I'm getting the distance I need that. We played that one hole where they said, you know, amateurs rarely reach it in two and mm-hmm. I reached it driver hybrid. Yeah. So I'm not only getting the distance out of the club, but I'm also getting the forgiveness and it really comes down to that, that, perfect world where two things mesh together and one is great equipment and getting fit
1: yeah well keep it going seriously yeah, so
0: guys go gotta go out there try out the new Titleist TSI drivers go to Titleist.com to find out more information and the other thing is when it comes to dialing it in I love the featured shafts that they've paired it up with there are so many really really great uh, shaft options so really that's where it comes with that dialing it in I've got that 10 side blue I love it I've now put it throughout all of my metals uh, it, is a, it is a terrific shaft but they, just amazing to see a- and the sound that impact. For stock shafts. Yeah. yeah, the
1: shafts are great the sound that impact on the TSI it's just so crisp
0: it's just it's a great club so uh, guys you know it could be that real game changer that real difference in your game go and check them out go to Titleist.com uh, and we also want to thank of course talking about getting fit we want to thank our other sponsor Golf Tech um, and if you're thinking about getting fit here is a deal for you guys okay Golf Tech came through one of our, our brand new sponsors on the show and we, we said to him and we really try to lean on our sponsors and we say what can you do for our audience mm-hmm. what can you do uh, that we can bring value back to our listeners and what they're doing right now is a special deal Uh, first of all go to golftech.com slash golficity so that you can claim the deal but they're offering 75 bucks you can choose between a $75 swing evaluation or a $75 club fitting and their club fittings it's unbiased club fitting they match the ideal clubs and shafts to your swing they use all of the best technology Uh, super experienced fitters there are multiple golf tech locations where you can do this and they've got their guided tech fit process. So you're going to go through those combinations. You're going to find what's right for you. You're going to be able to experiment with the different brands, the different shaft and head combinations or whatever club you're getting fit for. So it's terrific. And also that skills assessment, skills evaluation. It's amazing how much you can learn about your game in one session. Yeah. For 75 bucks, guys, make the investment in your game we're kicking this season off right we're, we're going to play better this year and there's a great way to do it um so go to golftech.com slash golficity, learn more about it. And again, special thanks to Golftech for for being yeah. one of our new sponsors and for for really giving back with that incredible offer. Yeah,
1: those guys are great. And there's 195 locations around the country. Yeah, so you can okay, find so one. If you're you in the United States, you could, <laughs> you could find one for sure.
0: But you'll have all that information, golftech.com slash golficity, which we'll link to in the show notes. Um, all right, let's dive into this week's Twitter tap in segment. If you guys aren't already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at Golficity, so you can weigh in on the Twitter tap in each week. And we love to hear this because so many golfers have so many different experiences out there. So, what we asked is what type of tee shot do you fear the most and why? Mm-hmm. And right out the gate, uh, hoop Sky says the first one, the first one. <laughs> and you know, what? I get it's it. It's funny, but there's actually there's a lot to that because you know it's that nerves, that first t jitters. We did a whole episode on first tee. Absolutely.
1: Jitters. How's this day gonna go? Everything is told to me on this first shot. I get it. People are watching first one of the day. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I like that. Uh, How about for, your, for yourself? For you me, absolutely? I would say anything that has like that strong. Um, dog leg left like a long haul with the dog leg left because my shot shape is to play that left to right fade yeah Mm -hmm. so if i have those trees and i have to go around that tree left it starts to get into my head like oh no i don't have this shot so do i still hit driver here or do i hit something else i'm less comfortable with and now the the mental game starts to play with me
0: yeah and that's one of those big separators um when you start to reach a next level of of playing Mm -hmm. is the ability to match your shot shape to the hole. And I thought one place that we really saw this was when we played the tips at Pound Ridge. Uh, and you saw the difference. And, and Pete Dye, you know, is, is just... a a legendary designer for so many reasons, but it's amazing the way he would challenge you increasingly from the different tee boxes, not just in distance. Mm -hmm. So there were certain spots where the tee boxes were placed that once you move back to those pro level tees, now he brought in certain elements like trees and stuff that caused you to have to play a fade on some holes and a draw on some holes. Whereas he positioned some of the, the higher handicap tees out in front or to the side where you wouldn't have to play that shot. Shape. So, first, I think there's that level you reach where you get start to have like what I would call almost a consistent miss. Mm -hmm. So, maybe you have one shot shape and it's the same every time, and it it, maybe it's not exactly how you want to hit it, but you can rely on it, you know, it's going to do that, right? So, in this case. You, you know, you say like a dramatic like left to right. One way I saw this is recently we got to play with your buddy Kevin mm-hmm. who's a, a lefty and he has this big right to left pattern, but he's still a terrific golfer. I think he shot, you know, mid 80s that day when we were out there, mm-hmm. uh, but he just knows it. He, he knows he's shot. It every single time, but he knows it well enough too that when he comes up with a heavy right tree line, he doesn't almost have a shot. He's almost blocked out. Right. And that's really
1: no way to play the game. And I don't
0: that's think. the difficulty. Yeah, that's the difficult part about it. So that's what eventually... Lead you to starting to learn new different shot shapes.
1: It's funny. I told Kevin on one of the holes. He goes, "Dude, am I just all arms?" I go, "You are." And like me, sometimes you know, you're all arms. And I go, "Imagine if you were able to fire your hips through." He's literally hitting these banana hook drives to the middle of the fairway, yeah. like 250. I was right. like, "You can get 25, 30 more yards yeah. if you get your body into that." So
0: athletically, he's terrific. Offer. I think it, one lesson with a really good pro might straighten him yeah. out because yeah. I see things with his grip and his setup. It might just be changing that because he can put a good swing on the ball. But anyway, we're digress here. But I, I think a lot of the answers that we're going to see are, are where if you are a golfer who has a consistent miss, you're going to say, I don't want the tee shot where that certain something yeah. is there.
1: Well, let me read this one from Matt Savage, because I agree with this one as well. He says, any hole that I can drive the green by distance, I'll hit it everywhere <laughs> but the green. It's so true. When you yeah. get up there, mental game out the window, because now you're thinking, go for it. So maybe the swing changes makes yeah. me nervous all and the time. there
0: are so many great course designs that do that to you where they put it just out of reach where you like it's tempted and you want to mm-hmm. hit it but then also if you look at the hole it starts to get much more narrow as you get towards the green and usually there's a couple of hazards or or bu- greenside bunkers or something that's protecting it that you're not necessarily seeing from the t-box you're just seeing one single-mindedly focus like oh there's the green i yeah. can reach it and you go for it um Kirk Williams says houses lined up both sides of the ferry with a long force carry, no golf insurance for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And I've, I've been intimidated by those D shots so many times where the houses are right there. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. anything that leaks into your mind that don't hit it here is going to, mess with your mental game but that's what i love about golf it is such a physical and mental challenge yes because yes. there may be no other reason that you would hit it there other than the fact that you're worried about it and it brings your mind into it to attention with it um
1: what else we got here? that jamie miller yeah. oh, anything
0: with trouble or ob on the left four left
1: Yeah, hashtag four left yeah i'm seeing a lot of people who say the same thing i said at the top was uh shot shape you know dog leg lefts so when they can't hit that fade or that draw yeah uh, let's see, potty. Curtis
0: Cole, the the one right after the first one I sent Ob, next level headworms, <laughs> yeah. and that's where we get that snowball rolling downhill effect. It's like you hit one bad tee shot, and now you're just not confident. What I like to do in those cases is I like to, if I know it's being aware, if I step up knowing that I'm not confident in the driver, I'll put it away for a hole. I'll take a three wood or or a hybrid, put it in play, and then if it gives me enough time to shake it off. I can pull the driver back out.
1: That makes sense. I or like not. that. I like that. Um, Chris O'Brien, get this, um, water lined or drives that have to carry water hazards. So yeah, there are courses that have plenty of both of those, mm-hmm. courses like Sawgrass. Yeah. So those could be very intimidated as well. So of course, different courses can play to kind of mess with your head as you're standing over that tee shot. But for me, I'd say, Frank, ultimately is that dog leg left. It's funny. I had the opposite experience when we played
0: just the other day, that same round. Um, the 10th hole was that drivable hole. <laughs> And it got super tight and super narrow. And the, the the issue was, as I said before, my greens, my fairways regulation. I was driving so well that day, I could I could really rely on it. But I went too conservative, talked myself out of it. I saw none of you guys were hitting driver, everybody was just kind of more conservative, and I put the driver away and made a huge mistake of it. And I pushed my hybrid just way right into the tree line, and because. I should have, I, my, the driver was working that day. If something's working, you got to run with it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and under normal circumstances, I'd be like, yeah, there's a sucker hole. Don't hit your driver here. But when it's working and I can rely on it, it just well, made... I think you'll
1: learn that lesson now. Yeah. It's you just, know? If
0: something's working, stick with it. And so, if right. it's not, <laughs> move away from it. Right. Um, but a lot of stuff here I've seen is John Dun- Dunnigan says, force carry any kind, nerves. Forced carries are always difficult. Um. But yeah, waterline drives. A lot of you guys are saying anything like that. It's gonna it's gonna pull into to effect. But it's I think again we talk about it here so often on the podcast is being aware, knowing if that's your miss, and then trying a way to avoid it in that situation. But then using your practice time and the range time to be able to learn to work the ball in different ways that you can rely on when it comes time for it, right? you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Let's do a uh, quick word from our sponsor. Then I want to dive into today's topic. We're going to talk about shipping and it's a place that I need help, man. So I'm going to be learning right along with you guys
1: to hopefully taking our own advice. Well, that's my strong point. So I'll teach you chipping. You there teach me go. driving, deal. <laughs> there you right, deal. Or we'll just play a scramble. We'll just play a scramble, done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I want to thank Footjoy uh, for today's uh, podcast episode. Footjoy sets the standard for golf shoe performance and style, especially in 2021 with their all new Premier Series, which I'm super stoked to be wearing on Pinehurst number two. I'm going to break those things They're out.
0: They're making a lot of noise at the Premier Series on the tour, too.
1: Oh, yeah, they have been. They've been really, really pretty. And we've got to play with them the other day. Super comfortable. But these, these, Shoes were inspired uh, by golf shoes of the past, but supercharged for today's game. So they were designed in collaboration with world's best players like Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, guys like Max Homa. Uh, the Premier Series features classic styling with premium waterproof leather. All right, premium waterproof leather. Think about that. And great details that exude craftsmanship. So that is complemented by their state of the art comfort uh, and performance features like that Versatrax Plus outsole on the bottom of the shoe. Uh, learn more about Everything that this shoe has uh, comes with the Premier Series. Check them out at FootJoy. dot com. And if you think shoes are all style and
0: not, if you don't consider shoes golf equipment, then yeah. you haven't found the right shoes yet. Right. Because right. you when you do once once you've played in the right and you feel that support and you're able to use the ground better, mm-hmm. you realize you can't go back yeah. from that. 100 percent
1: 100 percent By the way, I packed a five pair for the trip. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie- we'll we will have a couple extra checked bags. This <laughs> yeah, I go know. Ahead. We lastly want to thank Shot Scope. If you're in the new market for a new GPS device, I know a lot of guys actually messaged me the other day. They said, hey, looking for a new watch or looking for a new rangefinder. We've got a bunch of solutions for you from ShotScope. So first I want you guys to check out the V3. It's the GPS. And stat tracking watch that we use, we love it. It tracks all of your data from your round, and trust us, it will help you improve. Frank was able to pull up that I'm just uh, on it right now. On yep. it right now, looking at his uh, fairways and regulation. And what did that ultimately give you? Confidence.
0: Confidence, one hundred percent. You know. And what I love about this is that it, you pay for the, you buy the watch one time, mm-hmm. and you've got the data but it just keeps getting better. I don't know if you saw, they just rolled that out update. this unbelievable update. The It just makes it so easy to really dive into so many stats because there's so many stats, but they just do it visually in a way that every golfer can understand. So it's just a system that that's great and keeps getting better.
1: I love it. And I love they're always trying to improve. And it's only 219 bucks. It comes in teal, red, gray, or black. It's as small as an Apple watch. Uh, you don't even feel it on your wrist. And if you're not a watch person while you're out there, hey, give it a shot. You know, it may be for you. And if you don't want stat tracking, you can get the G3, which is just GPS only at 179. Or if you're not a watch person at all and want straight rangefinder, well, they just launched the Pro L1 rangefinder this year. We love it. We have it in our bag. Pinlock Vibration slope adjustment. It's overall, it's a lightweight uh, rangefinder. It's packed with something that should be like four hundred dollars, but it's only two hundred
0: bucks. Yeah. Well, that's why because these price points, you don't have to be one or the other. You and I, we've got the V three, and we've got the the rangefinder yeah. while we're out there. And I love having a glance at my wrist, front, back, middle, uh, hazard locations. Right. But sometimes. I just want to fire that pin and get it down to...
1: (laughs) I think we want to, because think about some of the hills we play up here in New Jersey. I mean, some of these par three slopes are like 20, 30 yard differences. So They they work together so incredibly. They are really great. So all their products that these guys know what they're doing. They're probably the best. No, I, I definitely agree that they are the best in the game for GPS products. So if you have not heard of them or have checked them out, do yourself... Uh, just go do it, shotscope.com, shotscope.com slash golficity. Yeah,
0: check them out. All right, guys, so let's talk about chipping specifically chipping trajectory. So I know some of you might be like, hey, listen, I'm so in the game. I just want to get my chipping down. I'm not even worried about varying my trajectory yet. But I get that. But keep it on your radar because you're going to quickly realize that while I believe that every new golfer should start with just dialing down a one like, kind of standard chip shot that they can rely on, and it might be, I, I've been a big proponent of just chipping with one club and just getting very comfortable with it. I like to chip with like my 52. Yep. Right. But you start to realize it, that's a great starting point, but you start to realize, well, there are situations where I, I can't just kind of force that square peg into a round hole. Right. Exactly. Right. And I need to be able to, to really get this ball close and get, get it made, hopefully be able to put it in a position where you can get one putt and get out of there. You realize well, I've got to be able to be a little bit more artistic with my chipping. And you watch it on the PGA Tour, it almost is tough because they make it look so seamless and easy. You don't even see the process that goes into it. But the, the ability to vary that trajectory, being able to hit high chips, low chips, it can be the real difference in multiple strokes on the score. Sure. Card. Absolutely. You know, because mm-hmm. sure your first goal should just be getting that ball on the green with your chip shot. That mm-hmm. should be your first because, because we've done it and I've done it in my last round. I've done it plenty of times where you're chipping twice. And nobody really wants to be doing that. But as you start to get to that point where now you're chipping and you're getting closer and moving away from those two and three putts, that's when you start to see the score really, really change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, might be wondering what what would be the, my reasoning for ch- for having a a different trajectory to my chip shots, and that list realistically might could be endless because there are so many different situations that you could see on the golf course. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a couple of them might be maybe you've got a poor lie and it'd be a little bit easier to hit a lower shot than trying to get the ball up in in the air from that particular lie, or maybe there's a major slope or a mound, or a bunker, or something in the way that re- requires you to get that ball up a little bit higher than what your stock chip shot, shot might be. Or maybe you've got limited room between your ball and the hole. You're, so to speak, short-sided, and you've got to get that ball high enough in the air that it can stop quickly, yep. mm-hmm. because you just can't, in certain situations, put enough spin on it to stop a low chip. So there's a, there's, I mean, this is just, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to different scenarios, there's just so many different scenarios out there. Anybody who's played a golf round of golf knows it. You've seen those different Mm -hmm. scenarios. So that list can go on and on, but it really tells you that, that, that being able to, and learning the ability to vary that trajectory should be, on your list.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite <clears throat> uh, shots like this that comes to mind, which I don't recall what event it was, but remember Phil was off the side of the green and he had a short-sided chip mm-hmm. a couple years ago, maybe five years ago, and he just full swing, <laughs> yeah. 64 degrees, straight <laughs> up. shot. And he landed like three feet from yeah. the pin. It was incredible.
0: You're talking about the master there. You're
1: the like master. Phil. That's the guy's the it's problem. That's just it. But, but, but you're uh, right, the list is endless.
0: The list is endless, and this is where... I, this is why i love this game it's where there's that artistry you know golf is a game that walks this great line between raw power yep and just finesse like mm-hmm. the unbelievable amount of finesse and and look i mean we're watching the rbc heritage We're like look at where he's got a chip and he's got to get up and over, over that, short that. Side of pin i mean you see it at every level of, of golf but that's where it's this it's this this artistry it's this uh uniqueness because different golfers will there's not necessarily one exact way to play every shot Mm -hmm. may have different ways you want to do it so let's talk about this trajectory so first of all the main thing when it comes to trajectory on a chip shot is going to be finding ways to vary your launch angle right so when we're talking about full swing shots you know that that are not chips uh there's launch angle but there's also spin and that's where we've done ball fittings and things like that. And spin can really alter that trajectory. Getting right, because part of what gets that ball up in the air is backspin, and the way that that the, the you know aerodynamics cause that ball to get higher. Well. Yes, spin is going to play into a chip shot, and we'll talk about that in a second, but usually there's not going to be, or in many, many cases, unless there's an incredibly long chip shot, I can't imagine where there's enough spin where it's going to have that characteristic to cause that lift. So most of your trajectory is going to be manipulating your launch angle effectively. Got it. Okay. So the simplest way to change a trajectory of chip shot is simply change the club. So we're talking about launch angle. Obviously, the higher the loft of the club, the higher the launch angle is going to be. Now, so, do you
1: do you automatically just default to your 60 degree when you're greenside?
0: I don't know. I'm a 52. You're chipper. a 52 guy.
1: OK. Yeah. Well, you like it to come out low.
0: I like to come out a little bit lower. And I feel like too many times chipping with my 60, I end up way too short of the
1: pin Gotcha. because
0: I I get a little bit more height and it stops. However, that being said, especially in the last six to eight months of kind of working on this, I've been starting to vary it a little bit more. I've been finding that an example of where you need to vary things. I've had some very thick cabbagey rough just off green side where I want to get the ball up and out of that rough rather than pushing through it. So I'll go with more loft, and I'll chip and sh- with my 60 there. There
1: you go. Okay. Because
0: I don't want to come with my 52, and now it's got to travel through it, and God knows what that's going to happen But to.
1: a tight lie front of the green on the fairway, you're going 52. I like chip. my 52. Got it.
0: It, it's got the bounce that I like for a chip, and I just feel a little bit more confident mm. okay. with it.
1: And I know for you, it's a 60, 60. right? The I mean, Everyone's different, yeah. All I'll right? use that on any lie around the green. Yeah. It could be on the concrete. <laughs> it could <be> on
0: the <laughs> sixty degree. But with the 60, it would be hard. If you wanted to play it more, get it on the ground and running, you couldn't do it with that. I class.
1: will change to a 56 or 50, 50, you know, if I need to keep it lower. But yeah, may, most of the time I'm going 60 because I like to get it up and high. I like the idea of hitting a spot and then, you know, studying that spot and letting that ball just roll a little bit right you know oh, but I mean? we
0: need a little roll but if you a had a very long and you said i don't want to carry it that whole way i want to get it on the ground like a putt yeah then you, we'll drop you'd down you have yep. to drop it down yep. a little bit so that's your first look it should be well what other resources do i have in my bag and you can chip with pretty much anything i mean you could chip with a seven iron it's mm-hmm. a uh, common thing but i've seen a lot of guys chip with a hybrid even. Absolutely. Because you can kind of almost do a putting stroke and chip, but now that ball is not going to get up in the air so if you need to carry it over something i think the best place for that would be when you're just off of the short grass and just into the rough
1: yeah when you need it just a little pop just a little little
0: pop and then a roll that's it that's where that's going to work but you can make that look but then the second thing you can do is you can make some technical adjustments it's amazing the more we learn this game the more i learn that so much of it is involved with the setup you set up You don't have to worry about changing too much of your swing if you just put yourself in a good setup and then let the natural swing happen, and that setup alone is going to change things. So, for example, adjusting your ball position. Uh, It can be as simple as that. You want to have a little bit of a lower trajectory, push that ball a little bit further back in your stance. A little bit higher trajectory, move it up a little bit in your stance. And this is something we see all the time with tour players, and and, and Phil is so great about that, giving Mm. us his thought process, where we'll say you know, well, what what would you do there? And he'll be like, well, I just, you know, I moved the ball a little bit back in the stance and this and that. And that's usually the first thought of good golfers is where they're going to put that ball in their stance because naturally as the swing arc comes down, the further it is back in your stance, the more it's going to be de-lofted. Correct. Right? Yep. And then it's going to loft more on the other side. And then the other thing you can do is, you can alter the angle of the face. So you can have something that's stamped your 56, but by opening that face up, you're immediately changing that to something like a 65 degree. So right. if you need to get more you know, loft out of the same club, you can open that face up. Yeah, that makes sense. This is where we're, we're getting more into flop territory.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Um, and, and all of this stuff, like we say it so much, we say it so often with anything that we talk about from an instructional standpoint, do it in practice before you you, you put it into actual play. Mm-hmm. You know, it might sound like a great idea, and maybe you just heard it or a buddy said it. But if you don't have the practice hitting it, like for example, I'm taking this like open face. If you don't haven't practiced and gotten the feel for hitting with an open face, it could be a disaster. Yeah, you could hit it off that hosel and skip it across the green in two seconds. Right. No, absolutely. I've done that before. So it's all about getting that feel and getting used to it. So that's one of the things. You those are a couple of the things you can do. But let's let's talk about spin and the role of spin Um, ultimately spin is going to affect how that ball reacts once it hits that the putting surface the more spin you can put on it the quicker you can stop it but here too is why it's so important to vary it if you've got a ball that's sitting deep in that rough naturally you know you're not going to be able to put a lot of spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Any we've talked about this before with anything we talk about spin on the podcast. Anything that comes between the club face and the ball is going to reduce the amount of spin. Right. That could be grass, that could be sand, that could be water. Um you've seen experiments where you like we're going Bryson level here, but you start spraying some water on the club face. And anything that gets between that club face and the ball is going to stop that spin. Yeah, absolutely. So here is where just being smart about it, if if you can't rely on spin to stop it, you got to rely on height. So that's where, if I'm in a berry lie, that's where I will go to that 60 mm-hmm. because I'll realize that I need to get it up, and then the 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 angle that it comes into the green is what's going to stop it more than the spin is going to stop
1: it. Yeah, because we got to face it, we're amateurs, most of us, and we don't um, we don't know how to spin it from those positions. I can't. Like, well,
0: even the best golfers, no matter what's physics, right.
1: you're going to get less spin. They may be able to put more spin on
0: it than we could, but you're going to get less spin anytime something's between that face and the ball.
1: Definitely. I mean, and and one shot I can tell you right now that I don't have in my bag are those low kind of bumpy chips that they mm-hmm. get to stop on a dime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It is. It, it, there's a lot of technique to it. But no matter what, when you see those balls really stopping on a dime, I got a very good chance it was from a lie that they could get on that back of that ball. Yeah,
1: definitely. You know? Definitely. Definitely a fairway shot. Uh,
0: something to that effect. Right. But, but look, what it really comes down to is, yes, these are some fundamentals, altering where it is in your stance, having smart club selection, uh, any of those things are going to come into a play. But really it's dialing in the practice Mm -hmm. and I don't care what level golfer you are. It's all about practicing. We've talked to some of the best golfers who are often instructors and even they will say if they're going to play in a competitive event, they need to take two, three weeks with focused, concentrated practice because it's something that has to be done not just once and it's it's like riding a bicycle and you've got it you've got to get the rhythm and get back into it and and work on it but but chipping can be so important i'm a perfectly example of somebody who's guilty of gotten away from my chipping practice and my and my scores have suffered for it yep i had i, I kind of ebb and flow it depends on the kind of time i have to be able to focus to it but I had a moment where I put a lot of work on chipping. I was practicing in my backyard. I was practicing at any type of practice facility when I got the opportunity to, and I saw my chipping improve, and I saw my confidence improve. I was going after greens more because I realized if I would miss and just be off, I could rely on my chipping to get me close enough to at the worst get out of there with two putts. Right. But then as I got busy with some other things, I, I was working on a big swing change, and now I'm seeing that part of my game is getting better. We talked about with off the tee and stuff like that, but because of my limited time, I got away from some of the chipping. Yep. yep. I saw and looking at my shot scope data, I saw a lot of strokes lost around the green. So, one thing that the takeaway there and to learn from from my own struggle is to get out there and pra- practice it. Put that time in and at least the good news is this is something that if you're busy, uh, you've got family, kids, work, obligations, you can practice this if you can find a small patch of grass at home.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's not ideal, but you can do it. Yeah, you could definitely do it. And your chipping wasn't that bad. I mean, the other day, I remember at Suburban, remember that 10th hole when we crossed, uh, the, the, the 11th hole when we crossed the street? One you of had, my best shots. You yeah, yeah, your best drive, you had a, a bad approach. But Which that chip just, shot was one of my bad. Chip shot went right to like a foot. Yeah. Less than a foot. Yep. So you did and that. There's a
0: spot I used my 60.
1: And there you use your 60. And then I think I'm on the next hole. You chipped one pretty close too. Yeah. You were right next to my ball. Um, so yeah. But if I look at my overlays, I can tell you there's at
0: least one hole with more than one chip. Yeah. That's sure. uh-huh. <laughs> chip it all the way across, chip it again. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and that's and that's where a lot mm. of us lose strokes. So again, getting out there. Understanding the physics of how it works, understanding how to use different clubs in different situations, understanding how to adjust your your stance and ball positioning to match those all great important things. That's the first step. The second step, get out there, practice it. And it can be such a great practice thing. The easiest you know, conceptual drill is just to stand in one spot and try to hit chip shots to stop in the same – like put a towel down, put a pin down, whatever you want. Try to get them to stop in that same way, but do it with different trajectories. Mm -hmm. Try high, try low, and then start to realize, where do I need to land it if it's a high trajectory to get it to roll out there? Where do I need to land it if it's a low trajectory? And just work on varying your trajectory, and you will learn so much about it. I bet. It's such an important one. So anyway, that's everything we have for you guys. But if you've got some chipping tips of your own, or if you've got a trajectory drill that you've used, or just a funny story that you want to share with us, share them in the comments, share them in the Facebook group. Uh, a lot of different ways that you can do that. You can share them, This you know whether you're watching this on Facebook, YouTube, wherever. Share them with us. Let us know what you know what's worked, what hasn't worked for you. We always love getting that feedback. And of course, you can get to the show notes for this week's episode by going to golf slash episode 372. We'll link to a great instructional article that we've worked off of for this topic that it can serve as a great reminder. Uh, But again, appreciate everybody joining us every week. We've got some really fun stuff coming up on the podcast. We'll be doing a a podcast from Pinehurst, which I'm really looking forward to. So stay tuned for that. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you guys subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see everybody again next week.